Chevalier Mortgage. You can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578 or visit dnvrmortgage.com where you can get signed up for a free consultation and to discuss all of your options as well as get free DNVR merch. Check it out today. I'm sure you've heard about the great mortgage rates out there right now, but Mike and Virginia are not your typical mortgage company. Yes, they do have the phenomenal rates, but what makes them different is that Mike is a certified financial planner and looks at so much more than just rate when designing your home loan. Plus, they're a small family-owned company just like us here at DNVR, so you'll always feel like a person and not a number. Again, head on over to dnvrmortgage.com and check them out today. DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I'm your host, Rudo, joined as always by AJ Hayfley. We're here today to talk a little bit about some of the offseason moves that were made and how they're panning out, because it's roughly the halfway point of the season. Av's next game will mark their halfway point. A couple of the divisions are well over their halfway point. It's a little all over the place, but at this point you can get a good feel for how things worked out. I think for most of the moves out there, AJ's looking menacingly into his camera. Yeah. Um, my computer switched microphones on me again. Randomly. Oh, it's sneaky. It's sneaky. All right. You gotta be careful with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we're, we're, so tomorrow is Colorado's halfway point. Correct. Most of the rest of the league is beyond the halfway point already, but because we live in the Avalanche universe, we're only getting to this now. Yep. A couple games here, they're not going to make that much of a difference anyway, yeah. so it's the way it goes. Uh, should we start with the two big names? Uh, the two biggest free agency named moved in the offseason, Alex Petrangelo signing with the Golden Knights and Taylor Hall signing with the Sabres. Now, Obviously, whatever is happening in Buffalo is Where not they just good fired their coach. Yeah, I mean, there is—they are the worst team. They're worse than Detroit right now. Mm-hmm. I think that speaks for itself. Taylor Hall's playing okay. I don't think there's any uh, anything too problematic with his game out there, but. They really very quickly leaned into this is a guy that they're going to try and move at the deadline for a haul mm-hmm. instead of an actual playoff hockey team. Yeah. Um, I tell you, man, it's it's interesting because you look at, like, the uh, the bottom of the, uh, the expected goals leaders, uh, the guys who are falling short of their expected goals, and it's like Nazem Kadri and five sabers. Yep. <laughs> so that's, that's a problem going man. in sometimes. I mean, you wonder yeah. well, and you want to know, okay, so if it's that many guys, what the hell's going on here? Right. You know, is it a systems issue? Is it a coaching thing? Is it just truly bad luck? Is it, you know, what what's happening here? And I haven't actually I so the only Sabres games I've watched have been against the Islanders this year. So I can't I can't say with any kind of an educated voice exactly what the hell's going on over there, but I get major 16, 17 abs vibes from them. Maybe, maybe not that bad, but they're not a good team and everything that can go wrong. will. right. And you look at, you look at the top of that team you look at the top of the abs team, look at how much talent was actually on that team. There was no way it should have been that bad. Yep. And this Sabres team, like, 
Look, you can you can Jeff Skinner this, Jeff Skinner that, but I mean the guy's the guy's not a fourth line player. Nope. Uh, and and it seems self defeating to drop him there and be like, why isn't he producing as he plays next to these guys that probably wouldn't be in the NHL on other teams? <laughs> I mean, even even the dudes they have up at the top, like Sam Reinhart, Victor Olofsson, Jack Eichel, those dudes are playing fine hockey. They're not. Uh, outside of Eichel, uh, they're not really close to point per game players. But Reinhardt and Olsson have 19 points each in 26 and 28 games. Like they're playing hockey that should have them at more than six wins, you would think. And yet, they don't. So, I, part of that is goaltending, right? They've had to play three goalies this year in Olmark, uh, Hutton, and JoJo. Joe but, Jonas, yeah. <laughs> who who knows where Joe Jonas is going next? But yeah, who knows what the future holds for Joe Jonas? <laughs> Either way, safe to say their offseason moves did not fix whatever the problem is in Buffalo. Yeah, well, and then you look at—I mean, you look at Taylor Hall and you look at his underlying numbers. You know, and it's yep. like because you and I, you and I were big fans of the idea of them signing Taylor all to a one-year deal. Yep, uh, a, a cost-appropriate. But if you look at it defensively, it's not been great for Taylor Hall. Um, better than it was last year, but not been great and not up to the standards that he's set in his career. But offensively, in terms of just driving the play. As good as it's ever been from him, there's just not the same level of finish that you would expect for a guy like that. It's I, I, yeah, I don't have any <laughs> any argument against it. The dude's got two goals in 28 games. You think right? People are talking about McKinnon being slow on the goal front. He has with uh, what is it eight now with the one he scored? I know two of those yeah. are empty netters, but. Yeah, but I mean, you, you know, it, it helps when you score goals in three straight games. Like, it's those numbers are going to come up a little bit. But even, bit. like, take away the goals in three straight games, and McKinnon had five. Yeah. You can be unhappy with that, but Taylor Hall's got two. Yeah. And, you know, Taylor Taylor Hall's always been as much um, playmaker as anything else. For sure. You know, if you look at his career, the goal numbers have never been like there was the one year where he did win the heart over McKinnon. But he's and always that was, been driven by assists. Yeah, that's the sure. only that's the only 30 goal season of his career. Yep. So um, you know, that it, it it was always it's it's always, I think, been an unfair expectation to be like Taylor Hall, like huge goal scorer, right? Like if that's what you're gonna judge his career on is the goals, then you're gonna be a little disappointed, but uh, you know, assists like the guy. The guy averages basically an assist every other game. Yep. You know, he's he's still solid. I but I don't I don't know what to do. I don't I don't know like is he part of the problem? Is there is there a reason that everywhere this guy goes, you know, that nothing nothing good happens? It's not. It's I don't know. You can't blame. Taylor Hall for Buffalo's problem. Yeah, Buffalo's a whole nother animal when it comes to that. They haven't made the playoffs in a decade, so yeah. But you know, you do you do start to wonder, right? Like, okay, this was as good a situation as he was going to get. He's playing next to Jack Eichel. He's only, he's in a legitimately talented top six. He doesn't have to carry the load. And you his know, numbers are just okay. Yeah, they're just okay. Like right yeah. now, Jonas Donskoy has got. You know, Brandon Saad. Those guys yep. are those guys are all outpacing Taylor Hall in production. The Ev second line. This was true a while ago. I think it's still pretty close to true. Uh with Kadri going off. The Ev second line has as many points as Buffalo's first line. So I just don't know. I mean yeah. what I mean what what do you say? Like, it's hard to knock Buffalo's offseason process. They went out and got Taylor Hall, and it just hasn't worked. Well, on a, and on a one-year deal, okay, right? No is, harm, no foul. Like, time to time to move him at the deadline for a first-round pick and a prospect. Yep. You know, whatever. Like, whatever they get, I don't know. Um, I'm just saying. 
but yeah, I the problem the problem is is very obviously there's something there's something bigger in Buffalo for sure um, going on there that that is holding them back. But it's also fair to say, well, then Taylor Hall just hasn't lived up to expectations. Are the Abs better off with Brandon Sod than Taylor Hall? You certainly have no complaints today about Brandon Sod. If you could go back, knowing what you know today about how their seasons have gone, would you go back and still take the Taylor Hall chance? For $6 million, like the Avs offered him? Yeah. For $8 million, would... Probably not. I think for $6 million, I, I I agree. Um, I would just I would just take the chance. Me personally. Yeah. Um, but if, you know, again, no complaints. Because even had, had, had Hall come to Colorado, we would not be talking about trying to find ways to keep that guy with Brandon Saad. We're 100% talking about, can they maybe to make it work for them? Yeah. To take a Tyler to esque deal in free agency, a shorter deal for a little cheaper money, but a great fit where he's going to be successful and he's going to compete for cups and blah, 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 blah. Right. So, someone I do want to talk about a little bit later on the show, but yeah, we'll get there. Um, yeah. Look, the whole situation is what it is. It's, I think more or less what's going to happen is he's going to run it back this off season and we'll see where he goes next time. But well, they, they don't see in this hall has a history of being a locker room cancer. This isn't true. Yep. He had problems in Edmonton. There's no doubt, but there were no issues in Arizona, New Jersey. And it's, he's very clearly not the problem in Buffalo. Yep. So, I I really don't want to get into that conversation again. We've had it too many times. But. Yeah, we've 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 done all of this. We've gone, you know, we brought receipts on one of the shows, and we we dug into it deep dive style, and it's one of those things that people make up. They a, a thing a label gets stuck to a guy, and it just never goes away. So let's talk about Alex Petrangelo instead. Now, obviously, Vegas doing just fine. They're enjoying their time at the top of the West Division, but and if I'm being honest. Petrangelo hasn't been great since he uh, went straight. Oh boy! You know, again, you look at the underlying stuff, and the underlying numbers were already starting to show some defensive cracks. Yep, thirty-one. So you know, you still expect a couple of solid years left out of the guy, but there's a there's a clock that's ticking. Yeah, this was, I mean, so they paid for essentially the next four years to get really, really, really high-level play out of him. Yep. And then whatever, you know, you, you'll pay, you'll eat the money on the back end and just hope that he ages well. But this is, they're, so Vegas is really good. They are. They were really good before, but they're really good with Petrangelo. But for eight. For eight point eight million. Yep. I mean, that's a lot of money for forever. Sam Gerard and Devon Taves are outproducing him offensively. Yep. And Kelton, so shit, so Kelton Carr. I hasn't played in a month. Um. <laughs> well, Petrangelo and, only has eighteen games, to be fair, but yeah, and defensively. He's he's still more he's still just a little overrated because yep. we talk about him like he's like one of the very 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 best in the league, and if you look at if you consider defense to be suppression, he's not. Yeah, for sure. He's always been an offensive leaning guy, more so. I mean, just look at his career production, and you'll kind of see that with yeah. multiple fifty point years across the the scope of his career, but. Well, and and just like with Taylor Hall, I mean, you got to be a little bit disappointed. Two goals. Yeah, I agreed. Ten points in eighteen games is good, but not eight point eight million dollar greatness. Yeah, this is a guy that's averaged right around fifteen goals per year in the last four seasons. Yep. You know, has been has been a consistent fifty point player. Um, would be on that pace. Probably would be on that pace in a full eighty two game season, but. This is just, I I wonder. Vegas Vegas is so solid, right? And Shea Theodore making the big leap is is great. 
Alec Martinez uh, kind of turning back the clock a little bit. Zach Whitecloud being a legitimate revelation for them. I, uh, has I, helped. I know where you're going with this, but I'm looking at his TOI per game, and you see 26, 25, 26, 25. It's, like, it's not like they're really reeling him back in at all. I just... I'm just not sure. I'm just I'm just not sure how much better they are for the money that they invested. They're good. They're very very good. They were already very good. Yeah. It and we talked about it in the off season. Did Petrangelo make them better? Yes. Did they? Did he really make them that much better because they had to give up Nate Schmidt to do it? I, it's not as much of a difference there. Yeah. I mean, it's a, if you were using raid bots, man, it's a five percent increase. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It's not it's the meaningful, uh, but it's not. It's, it's not, not the twenty like, percent jump. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like a world of difference for sure. Yeah, where you feel like, oh my gosh, my life is different. You know, they they were the thing that he gives you is he gives you the confidence of this guy will play just under half of the game for us. Yeah. But when their depth is as good as it is, you don't really need that guy in the same way when you have really good depth like that. Right. So and definitely, David. David has a great point. Flurry. Yeah, that is very true. The start that Flurry has had this year has been outrageously good. Vesna borderline caliber. If Andre Vasilevsky yeah. didn't exist, but he would be a top three. Flurry would be a top three Vesna finalist right now. Yep. With with Vasilevsky, and then you could probably make a case for Grub in the third. I would spot, say but... I would say Varley and Grubauer are both in that conversation. Yep. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, maybe a show we should do this week, the Halfway Point Awards. Uh, but yeah. we can get to that on another yeah. day, to I'm say the least. Uh, AJ, uh, so if y'all didn't know, the Avs deleted a bunch of their YouTube videos the other day. Did they? A bunch of their old stuff. But the one video that everyone made sure to save was the Imagine Dragons video. So <laughs> first of all, if you haven't seen that, if you're a new fan... Go watch the Avs Imagine Dragons video. It's out there. People have saved it and posted it all over the internet. Secondarily, are you a fan of Imagine Dragons, AJ? Like, outside of the nonsense memery that is the Avs thing? You mean, like, the band? Yes, the band. I'm Sure, the music is fine. I, I definitely don't have any issues. I would not say that I am the world's biggest fan like Marissa and Jimmy is. Oh, uh, yeah. Where She's she is, fan. like... She is a big time Imagine Dragons fan, uh, but it's fine. They're they've got some bangers. I, yeah, I don't. I go back and forth with them. They have they have different some good, some bad. Put it yeah. that way. But um, <laughs> my point is, when you imagine dragging these nuts. You have to make sure you manscape them to get them to look good first. And then you can drag them on whatever you want, basically. I mean, don't do anything illegal, but, you know, you can uh, you can take care of them and everyone will, will compliment your good-looking package. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Head on over to manscaped.com. Get 20% off when you use code DNVR at checkout. You can get the perfect package 3.0, which will give you everything you need. A trimmer, toner, deodorant, moisturizer, you name it. You can take care of all of that all the way. I, I thought I'd alley-oop you with they had some they have some bangers. <laughs> no. And instead of slamming it home, you threw it off the backboard and then did it yourself. <laughs> You gotta you gotta style on them when you can. You gotta style on them when you can. All right. <laughs> Again, 
check out manscaped.com. Be sure to use that DNVR code to let them know we sent you over there. Of course, it is St. Patrick's Day as well. So we are also sponsored by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Go get some today, or if you prefer the seltzer, you can get that amazing stuff too. Check out the Breck Beer Locator online to find Breck Beer at a store near you. Or, of course, always go on down to the DNVR bar. Get your beer down there. Go watch some Colorado sports while you're at it. It's an awesome place to catch any game, whether it be Avs, Nuggets, Rockies, Broncos, you name it. It's dope. It's only going to get doper once they uh, open up more stuff and, and COVID stops being such a problem. So highly recommend that. You can also sign up for a membership over at thednvr.com. Not only do you get all of the awesome content from everyone here at DNVR, but it gets you the member beer at the DNVR bar. Nice, uh, nice 22-ounce beer. Perfect for St. Patrick's Day, I would say myself. So, yeah. Support us. Support our partners. All love. Go drag those nuts, I guess. Uh, second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Moving on to some of the other free agency deals. Uh, St. Louis Blues, the next biggest contract deal, at least done in the offseason. Tory Krug signing with the Blues for seven years. AJ and I, I think, are both kind of on the train that the Blues are just getting by right now. And part of that is because they're massively injured. Yeah, but they've had terrible injury problems. So that has to be part of the story. But it still doesn't feel... Blues, obviously, the team to lose Petrangelo. Krug, you're not a better team with Tory Krug, certainly. Yeah, it's a it's a solid plan B, but yeah. for the money, for the term, I mean, <laughs> six and a half million for Tory Krug are is what St. Louis getting with Tory Krug that much better than what Edmonton is getting out of Tyson Berry for half the price. Yeah, that like pretty much sums it up. Legitimately, um, I'm curious. I'm, I'm, I would like to know if because Tory Krug's defense isn't great. Um, it's right in line with where he's been for a lot of his career, but he's in, he's driving a little bit more offense than he normally does, but it's not doing a lot. Like he can't, he just can't be your best defenseman. Yep. And they've gotten, they've even gotten a a good, like bounce back year out of Justin Falk. It honestly, I think part of the problem is they lost Colton Pareko. Yeah. I mean, to injury, to be clear, that Uh, that's the guy that's going to, he's the guy who needs to round them out. Yeah. That was, that was always going to be the guy that was going to, that was going to be the 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 torchbearer. Yep. Play a minutes. Yeah. Totally. And you know, like Pareko, I it's still too early to tell. Um, yeah. but I just don't. So much of what the the Blues do and and their identity is they 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 play the right way, right? They play yeah. hard physical hockey. They come at you and grind games. it out. Yeah. Get a one goal lead and just smother you. Yeah. They forecheck and cause turnovers and they counter attack. And then they just lock it down defensively. Yep. Team wide. They play just great team defense. And this year's just, it's not really that. That's not really the case. They've been way more high scoring than anybody expected. But they've also been way more high scoring against. And like part of the problem is they are getting by right now because of overtime. It's a big, big part of their story. Uh that they are uh, kind of kind of like what we talked about with LA, where going into the King series, you know, 
the the Kings had only won 11 of like 24 or 25 games, something like that. But points wise, they had they had you know when you get six points out of losses, uh, it helps you cover up some of those warts. But this is, I mean, with the with the Blues, I just don't. I'm not. I'm just not convinced. I guess um, you know they're sitting on a negative four goal differential. They've given up 92 goals this year in 28 games. You look at the three teams that they're chasing in the division. They've played more games than all of those teams, by the way. And those teams have given up. Vegas has given up 57 goals. Minnesota and Colorado both given up 64. They've given up 92. That's a lot of goals. That's a lot of goals. That's more than San Jose has given up. And this is the team that decided to give Jordan Bennington a six by six the other day. Yeah. Which is a choice. And I just, and like we, we talked about it coming into the year. Ville Husso, a lot of the prospect shine had come off of him. Yep. And it's showing he's not great. He's not I been mean, he's, good as their backup. Yep. We would probably take him in Colorado over what has happened with Hunter Miska, but I don't know that the results would have gotten significantly better. Keep in mind, Hunter Miska's four games that he started and finished, they got four points out of the eight possible. So there wasn't, you know. I mean, is that not more a nod to the team in front of him, given that it's what the worst starting goaltending performance of a five-game stretch like this century or something? So, yeah, yeah. of of guys who have had at least five starts. I put this in my my column last night. Of goaltenders with at least five starts. Not like a five-game stretch, but guys who just have five starts. Not five appearances, five starts. Hunter Miska's 838 this year with Colorado is the third worst goaltending performance since 1990. It is 30 years of goaltenders. And it's the third worst performance of guys with at least five starts. Yep. So I didn't I didn't know that I was gonna have to bust that out on the show today, but here we are. Just to I mean, I bring that up to say the offseason can also be about the moves you don't make. Yeah. The difference between these two situations is that St. Louis went into the into the season with Ville Husso as their prime backup. Hunter Miska was Colorado's third goaltender. Yep. And Colorado just got shit luck where their their backup goaltender got Goes hurt two games in the season. Yeah. yeah. So that's just bad luck there. But we also, you know, we don't need to revisit this third goaltender conversation. But St. Louis went into the season with Ville Husso as their backup and rolled that dice. Actively moved Jake Allen out. So. Yep which is the team I do want to talk about next before we end the second period. Canadians, one of the most active teams in the offseason. They go out, they sign Tyler Toffoli, they trade for Josh Anderson, they pick up Jake Allen as well. Uh, Things started out pretty well. And then I, I don't even want to say like they're in a death spiral, but the organization certainly pulled the trigger quickly on their head coach, Claude Julien when things were going south for them. So. And to be honest, I haven't paid a lot of attention since then. Just yeah, me, me neither. They sit, in, they sit in a playoff spot as we speak right now. So. Yeah, and given given the rampant mediocrity of that division, cool. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that the North Division is kind of its own little thing where – it's hard to compare to the rest of the league, particularly for them. One, because go Canada, they've been great about not having COVID problems. Two, because there's minimal defense in that division, just generally. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's certainly a weird situation, but it also shows you how quickly things can change because 10 games into the season, everyone was crowning Montreal as, as the team that, you know, won the, the off season 
trading out Max Domi for, for Josh Anderson and, and making all these other moves that looked savvy for, for 10, 10 games. But now they're just kind of sitting there with everybody else somewhere in the middle. Yeah, uh, I think Josh Anderson has worked out great for them. He has. He's been excellent for them. Getting... And the thing about the Josh Anderson deal particularly is I don't think anyone hated the trade itself, but then yeah. they went all in on that dude's contract. Yeah, five and a half million. Um, for seven years, was it? Yeah. yeah. Well, you look at you look at Josh Anderson versus Andre Burakovsky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep um, that's really all I've got to say about that and then you know giving up Max Domi uh, who has done nothing yep. no, in Columbus to be honest with you that's talk about a team that's been a pretty big disappointment this year right but also yeah you consider the Dubois thing really cut their legs out. Yeah. It's, it's been weird times in Columbus for sure. Yeah. There's something, there's something very wrong in Columbus because players are wanting out of their left and right. Uh, nothing is working. John Tortorella is just like the angry mad King there. Yep. Like that dude, that dude needs a Jamie Lannister to just slay him. There needs to be a Kingslayer to get rid of Torts and Columbus for them to try and figure it out. And fit, Columbus get, needs get a red right. wedding here? What? <laughs> well, they need a Kingslayer first, and then, you know, then they can worry about the, the world of betrayals that lead to a red wedding. Fair. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, yeah, so... I don't... We've talked about all of these deals, and... We haven't really been on fire with any of them, right? Like we really it's been a lot of blah. Yeah. So lesson number six hundred on free agency is a risk. Yeah. <laughs> Every year I think we have this conversation about you're taking a chance anytime you go out and spend big in free agency. Um now there are a couple of uh, great moves out there, too, which we will get to in a second. But we do have to take our seven second period break first, even as we are brought to you guys by MSU Denver Online. They are awesome and offer tons of different classes, whether it be online or in the classroom, where you can earn your degree while working and living your life. You can register now for the summer semester. Highly recommend you jump on that. The earlier you get in, the much easier it is for you to get the classes that you want. So do that today. They'll put a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. They are the Colorado Institution providing rigorous and affordable online programs taught by professors who bring the real world into the classroom. And MSU Denver graduates use their relevant degrees to land coveted jobs including some of our very own staff. Well, I guess I'm the only one with a degree from there, but Allie and Harrison have both taken classes. So if you have any questions, feel free to hit us up. We'll be happy to answer anything you're looking for. We are also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Get in on all of the action. I know DNVR is having a massive bet show live all day Friday to watch the NCAA <clears throat> tournament kick off. So if you want to be part of that, you can... Win $256 by betting $4 on an underdog in the tournament. So make sure you sign up with that DNVR code to get that opportunity and win yourself a ton of money by betting on Georgetown over CU. It's very simple. The process is very simple. Bet against Colorado and you will win. Uh, <laughs> only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and please use that DNVR code to let them know <laughs> We sent you. This is for a limited time only. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. I, I love the idea that like we're this podcast that has gone rogue against the bus. Yeah, right. <laughs> for like no apparent reason. It's just like. I don't like this, guys. I think it's so funny. Go buffs. Yeah. I, I yeah, Where? they're going to be going home. No, Where? I'm fine with you guys being against him, against them because that means they're going to do even better. 
Okay. Right. Cool. So the football side has a bunch oh. of buffs. Oh. Hi, Allie. No. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> and now AJ's gone. Allie's like, this is my show now. Yeah, this is now the buffs show. We are uh, now talking about college basketball. But, like... Go Kansas. So the, the Broncos pod has a bunch of buffs on it. Yeah. Allie's a buff who's, like, stopped behind every, almost every pod given the day. Henry covers the buffs. I'm, are we the only pod that doesn't have a buff on? I guess the Nuggets pod. Or did any of them go to see you? Oh, Harrison did. Harrison. All right. So yeah, we have to we have to fight the good fight That's here. Right. Yes, <laughs> we're already the weird guys because we're the hockey guys, and hockey guys always get the stigma. But now to also be anti-buff, I'm good with this. Easy, easy. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. I've been beating around the Avs bush a little bit this podcast, but. So Nick Bonino for Luke Cunning. <laughs> totally, totally. Just, where's the picture? Someone send us the picture in chat of AJ doing the face when the Avs traded for Devon Taves, <laughs> because uh, that face was exactly correct. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure uh, Cygnus has it as the background picture on his phone. No, that's me and Jorts for sure. Oh, it might have been changed to that. That's true. You might have overtaken me. <laughs> but, not, that could be... Uh, Victor probably has the picture of me and George. Sickness is probably you. <laughs> not after all this buff smashing. Nah, true. True. You're trying to play your way out of that phone. <laughs> yeah. But Devontae's... Brandon EJ does not. It does not sound good with EJ after practice today, Landis Gog talked about him like he was a dead teammate <laughs> and Jared Bednar was like, the longer it goes, the worse it gets. Yeah. The less optimistic he feels that he's getting Eric Johnson back this year. <laughs> that was about as depressing an answer as they could have possibly given. So, I mean, it's one way to find $6 million of cap space going forward, but yeah. Yeah. We don't need to get into that. Nope. <laughs> In any case, Devontae's, Brandon Saad have been slam dunks for the Evs. And we're yep. obviously going to be more tuned to it since we watch the team play every day. But you, particularly in Taves' space, look, Saad, right now I'm going to treat it as a rental until there's smoke that maybe he sticks around. Yeah, a one-year rental, though. Not a trade deadline 10-game right. rental. This is They've gotten him for the entire season. And look what they gave up. They gave up Nikita Zadorov, who is like fifth in on Chicago's defenseman depth chart right now. Yep. So they're – are they at all missing Nikita Zadorov this year? Even with the injuries. Would you rather Nikita Zadorov or Jacob McDonald right now? I mean, you can't argue against the F's defense right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, but given the 15 games or so, I'm, I'm, I'm taking Jacob McDonald. Live look at uh, Chicago's face after they made the trade. <laughs> there you go. That is Devon Taves' face right there. Put that on a shirt. Yeah, my infamous, oh my god, he's so good. You guys don't even know. Yep. They just broke my brain by stealing a top four defenseman from my other favorite team. <laughs> and how that was right such you a mixed were. emotion yeah. day. <laughs> a little all over the place, for sure. Yeah, the Islanders throwing Devontae's away for two second rounders was like, because he was one of my favorite Islanders, just gutted me, but to have it be to Colorado was like, this is acceptable. <laughs> I mean, yeah, look, I, I think that's, and that's the conversation we're having. The Saad deal is, is very good, and you have to be very happy with it if you're the Az, but the Taves deal yeah. looks to be impacting this team extremely positively for the foreseeable future. That's, the, I mean, the, the subsequent contract for Taves. And then look at it. Yep. He's making less than Sam Gerard. Yep. And there's and a, right now, would you take Sam Gerard or Devontae? I mean, 
That's I don't a real know. Conversation. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. But the fact that they are combined, they combined are barely making more than Alex Petrangelo. It's and, killer stuff, man. Like yeah, it's it, exactly how you build the team. It's how the Avs are in the conversation for the best defense in the league now. So, like, straight up. So, you know, <laughs> the trade got accepted on accident. The craziest part of that was that they Chicago ate a million dollars too. Yeah, for no reason. Like they. Whew. So. There you go. Avs, uh, Avs did good this offseason. It's all uh, it's all we're trying to get at here. Uh, some other moves. You kind yeah. of already talked about Barry to the Maple Leafs. I mean, if we were if we were grading that, both Easy. of those moves are A's, right? Easy A. Like, a well, Devon Taves is like an yeah, S. S plus. Like. Yeah, like it's as good as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon Sod is more like a, I, I would just say like a solid A. Yeah, it, had he not had that slow start, probably you're you're probably in A plus territory. But yeah, that's the only day. nitpick is that the first two weeks were slow. Yep. Other than that, he's been. If he adjusted exactly to a new team and a new yeah. system and new yeah. line mates with no preseason and blah 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 blah. Super like, nitpick for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The difference between an A grade and an A plus grade. Oh no. I mean, the Ian Cole trade was an off season, and it was strictly a cap space move. Like, yeah. And it ended up being totally useless. They yeah. didn't need to do it. it. Given the injuries and them them eventually having to commit to LTIR anyway, it didn't really matter. They, they, it technically, like, they still created some cap space, but... You can't argue that Gerard and Devontae should get Norris votes and then say that they're not even the best defenseman on their own team. That's, that's yeah. an award for the best defenseman in the league. Yeah. Having the best season. You can't argue that either one of those guys are top five right now. They should not be getting Norris votes. You can't even argue that they're top ten. (laughs) And and don't get me wrong, they're great. Yeah, and they're awesome. It's, uh, be the best is very, very difficult. Yeah, the Norris is just... (laughs) It's a different world, for sure. (sighs) Yeah. Um... Yeah, continuing through this list. Uh, Kevin Shattenkirk going to the Ducks, Tyson Berry going to the Oilers. A lot of defensemen moving around the league that are fine. You know, they none of them have had like a, a massive impact on the teams that they've gone to, it feels like. Tyson Berry's doing just fine in Edmonton, but, you know, oh, McDavid and Dreisaitl are just marching down the ice every single game for them. So yeah, like Tyson Tyson Berry has given them exactly what they needed. Yeah. That it, a dynamic element from the back end that can't play defense. <laughs> Sounds about right. You know, like he had like Tyson Berry has his 24 points this year. Yeah. You know, and I know that that's in 31 games, uh but like but Tyson, that dude that dude humming along just yep. fine. Uh, in the goaltending world, the Matt Murray trade, Pittsburgh trading Murray to the Sens essentially for a second round pick. I guess Jonathan Gurdon as well, but whoops, yeah, that didn't go so that, good. The, the deal, I think, the trade was absolutely a smart deal for Ottawa to roll the dice and try and find their long term goaltender, but they didn't. <laughs> the subsequent contract is really where they made the mistake, <laughs> so they're stuck with it now, yeah. That was a, and you know they have a bunch of defensemen on the way. You know, they've used first rounders on Jake Sanderson, Lassie Thompson, and Jacob Bernard Docker to go along with Thomas Shabbat and Eric Brandstrom. They should have the makings of a really good defense in a in a year or two. Man, what a weird group! But uh, Matt Murray making six point two five million. For three more years after this, when right now he's rocking an 880 save percentage. That's a problem. Imagine that being your problem. <laughs> That's crazy. That's a big problem to have. They get out of that uh, that Bobby Ryan deal just to sign a 
dude for way too much again immediately. <laughs> it's basically how it went down. Um, but, you know, I, I think no one was expecting Ottawa to be good this year anyway. As AJ said, it's the next couple of years when you, if you're Ottawa, you're hoping. I picked Ottawa to make the playoffs, so my bad. Yeah, you were wrong on that one. They were my unicorn because I just did not believe in that. You know, the the one the one that I got wrong was Edmund or was Winnipeg. Yep, I just didn't think that they were going to be defensively good enough, and that just enough of a drop off, a five percent drop off from Connor Hellebuck, was going to be enough to make them bad. But that was also before the PLD deal, which I absolutely loved for them. Um, so. Had they made that deal before the year, I probably would have felt very differently. Just waited. Just to piss you off, AJ. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> it's all about me after all, right? Confirmed. 100%. There's no one else in your life that roots for the Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> Can't think of anybody. <laughs> anyway, um, any other big conversations that you want to touch on, AJ? Uh, I mean, speaking of Winnipeg, the Paul Stasny deal, yeah. like for getting a 2C there, he's doing just fine, man. That guy just keeps humming right along. Doing his thing. So, good for him. It is certainly weird to see how teams do address what they think their needs are in the off season. Yeah, because there are teams that, well, I mean, you look at Ottawa, they went out and they imported just a bunch of guys, you know, just they, dudes. they go and they, they trade for Austin Watson and they bring in, you know, <laughs> they bring in good Branson and Josh Brown and try and like mix these guys into their defense. And then Matt Murray there. for your goaltender and they bring in dad they sign dad to a multi-year deal. And it's just like, you know, At what point are okay. you just collecting bodies? Yeah. You know, the, the, the big thing is, is that Detroit went out and did something similar, but they didn't give multi-year deals to their guys. Yep. Yeah, they, And if they did, it was a two-by-two two for Vlad Domestikov, yeah. which will be the easiest thing to trade in right. either this year's deadline or next. They, I mean, the Detroit's whole plan from the beginning was obviously – Open for business at the deadline. <laughs> like, yeah. come Bobby Ryan, Vlad Domestikov, they yeah. were like Mark Stahl, Troy Stetcher, <laughs> John Bernier. Like, they've got all these guys where they're like, we're lining all of these contracts up so that we can just be like, for sale, baby, come and get some players. <laughs> Everything must go. Yeah. No price too low. Fourth round, fifth yeah. round, sixth round pick. Detroit going to have to be, they're going to play in Big Lots Arena pretty soon. <laughs> Oh man, that Little Caesars and Big Lots kind of have the same colors, I guess. <laughs> they have the same vibe too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Little Caesars is the Big Lots of pizza. Oh man, that's so true. I have no argument against that. <laughs> Glad I haven't had Little. Were there were there any deals in this? You know, re- kind of revisiting the off season. Are there any deals that like, really surprised you? Like the result that, or the actual deal? That that let's go with the results of them. Um, that either have or have not worked out either way. Um, I I don't know if there's any that like totally one thousand percent blew me away, but I think the craziest thing is, and I was worried about it at the time, and a lot of them blew up before honestly the season even started. But so many of these teams going, hell yeah. We'll go give Henrik Lundqvist a shot. Hell yeah. We'll go give uh, Corey Crawford a shot. Hell yeah. We'll go give Braden Holpe a shot. Like, yeah. So, well, some wild results in those three guys. Yeah. Very, Lundqvist, very, very like, things there. Lundqvist, but... hard problem. Yep. Um, never really got a chance. Crawford retires before the season. Yep. Uh, and then Braden Holpe did exactly what you and I thought were, was going to happen when he got into the market. Braden Holpe was a guy that a lot of Avs fans were like, they should go get him. Nope. Do you still feel that way? $4.3 million for this year and next. And he's rocking an 893 save percentage. 
after he rocked an 8 897 save percentage last year and has been very clearly on the decline for four straight years. The best part about Braden Holpe going to Vancouver was the turtle hostage story at the border. <laughs> yep. That's not something that should happen. That should be like the fourth or fifth best part of it. Um, I will say, I think those the one were, that's... Those were a, deadline deals, though. Trojak yeah. and Isles and getting Pajot, those were last year's deals. Those are not off-season deals. Yeah, Pete's, Pete's one is the one I wanted to talk about a little bit, is the Markstrom deal. <laughs> um, You muted yourself or unplugged your mic or something. Oh, you're good. Uh, the Markstrom deal, I didn't hate it. Like... I thought it was a good roll of the dice on a guy. Yeah, and the six the only, years. The only thing is, is that it it's it's going to screw the ads. Yeah, right. And like, come, when you look at the Markstrom deal and now the Bennington deal, and you look at it's Philip Bauer's numbers, numbers, you go, hmm, it's there. Hmm. <laughs> so definitely a problem there. But honestly, I expected Markstrom to be better behind Calgary. Like especially the Calgary team that they've put together this year, where guys like Goudreau are back, they're I playing mean, pretty decent hockey up there in the north, and Markstrom's been just okay. Calgary, Calgary is like we've always joked about the Calgary zone. Calgary is Calgary. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> they are one year away from being one year away. Every single year. Yeah. (laughs) Like, because, okay, so if you're running Calgary, let's let's put on the GM hat just for a minute. Yep. If you're running Calgary and you're looking at this team, it's obvious this hasn't worked. Yep. This this, change. This core had its one run, got absolutely housed in the postseason, and it's over. So where do you go? I mean, it's tough, right? Like you have some decent, not super young, but younger pieces. Guys like Kachuk. Gaudreau isn't ancient or anything, but, you know, a guy that size, you wonder how much longevity there is to a career like that. Monaghan is still super solid for the most part, but you're working through all of these pieces like a Sam Bennett. Uh the Jesus Sacrin, all those on that roster. Uh, I did not know that you, you completely shot yourself in the foot with the Milan Lucic trade. I, you have not been able to build around the key pieces. If you're, if you're Calgary right now, yeah. and, and the story is the exact same on the defensive end. Giordano's not getting any younger. You're trying to make it work with guys like Noah Hannafin in the lineup, but where, is the next generation for them. Because yeah. right now, the one prospect they're like properly graduating this year is Valamaki. And that's it. I'd, I'd have to look at their draft list and, and who they took because I don't know off the top of my head. But They had Connor Zary in the first round last year. so that's right. Well, that's a good like start. That. I mean, that's we both like the prospect, but that's not helping them defensively. No, that's true. Let's see. Calgary Flames draft history. So this is, but and, and defensively, it's Noah Hannafin is, is is signed for three more years. Yeah, and has not proven that he's worth any of that. Like nope. Noah Hannafin's. A- this is like it's it's almost like the alternate universe abs, right? Where over the last three or four years, every move the abs have made, you end up feeling pretty good about. Like you know, even the Val Nachushkins, the total reclamation shot in the dark to a certain extent have worked out for the Avs. And meanwhile, Calgary's moves have not the Lucic trade, as I already mentioned, it was Hannafin. And at one point they had Dougie Hamilton as well. It's so I think their big problem here is that they're just committed. Yeah. Chris Tanev is signed for three more years. Rasmus Anderson is a, is a guy that I like, and I think he's actually a quality player, but he's signed for five more years after this. Noah Hannafin is signed for three more years. Mark Giordano is going to be, he's already 37 years old. They 
kind of fell into the same trap that the Penguins fell into. It's just Calgary never did anything with it first. Yeah. Oh, well, and, and I mean, Johnny Gaudreau is a free agent after next season. Yep. And then, so you've got to, okay, are we going to build around him? Are we going to re-sign him to a mega deal, even though this hasn't worked? What do you do with Elias Lindholm? What do you do with Mikhail Backlund and Sean Monahan? Like, they're just, they're, they're, they're it, their combination of players just has not worked out the way that they wanted it to. And they're tied into them for such a long time in a league. They can't move money right now. Yeah. And I, you're right. And I just don't love their, they kind of blew themselves up by giving away a ton of picks in the 2018 drafts. And they haven't gone anywhere. Like that's the problem. You look at their, you look at their draft picks they didn't take a defenseman in 2019. They didn't take a defenseman in 2018. Part of that is because they were missing picks. But I, my own bias is in here as well. They had Valimaki, which they're just now graduating, which good. That's something for them. But I'm looking at their draft picks. And 2020, not bad. But 19 and 18, don't love those classes at all. No defenseman. Sure, they don't have second-round picks. And in 2018, they didn't even have a first either. But where is the reload going to come from for this team? And I don't have an answer. Yeah. Yeah. It's too bad they're not in Colorado's division long-term. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? I mean, they're getting Arizona, and that feels like a free square right now. It does. It does, for sure. So, yeah. I'd, I I always it's always interesting to see because so many of these free agency deals are so hyped up and yeah it's just so rare that they live up to the hype yeah well and then you look at a team that didn't really do a whole lot you know just made moves around the fringes last year uh in minnesota and that's gone great for them yep they i think their biggest move was stall for johansson right yeah and johansson's been hurt most of the year which is Par for the Johansson course. And their yeah, their best move of the year is they brought up Kaprizov and they brought up Kakinen. Internal yeah. internal signing slash promotions are, are yeah. what's getting it done for them. Kakinen has been interesting. Um be curious to see if that continues. I agree with you, but right now it's working. Oh, totally. Like I'm not I'm not sitting here trying to poke holes into that raft or anything. I'm just saying they you know, we wondered they have no center real real center depth and their goaltending was a major question mark. Like Cam Talbot and Staylock and Kakinen. And yep. you know, Staylock's gone and Talbot is still Talbot. Yeah, and like he's fine. And Kakinen has really been the revelation that has pushed them towards the top of the Western Division. Yeah, definitely. And Kaprizov has been, he's lived up to the hype. And he's he's their most exciting. He's their most exciting player since young Marion Gabrick. Which is a little bit sad, but you know, they've gotten good steps forward out of guys like Eric Zanek, too. Um, you know, yeah, Green, no, Greenway and Fiala. For sure, but, you know, it, <clears throat> you'd like to see a little bit more consistency. Look, anytime I can find a place to dunk on Minnesota, I will. I'm curious how this next two games go, because this is as well as they've ever played. Um, am I worried about Alexi Lafreniere? No. David David Quinn is a horrible coach. Yeah. When, whenever they get a real NHL coach in there... I bet that team takes off. Lafreniere and Kako are going off. That's Rexar. Someone was asking what my dog's name was. You can kind of see him there. Doggo Cam. Yep. Little bit of Doggo Cam for you. Gotta gotta pay the dog tax. So um we had a guy in here that was asking a lot of questions about things that we have talked about on recent shows. Um prospects. Go. We've talked about prospects in the last week. Uh, we talked like two days ago about potential playoff matchups and what they would look like for Colorado right now. So those are all things that. Yeah. I mean, if you're on YouTube, just, just go into our YouTube video history and, and scroll back the past couple of weeks, you'll find 
all of our topics. You can also go on the dnvr.com, go to our podcast, the Avalanche podcast page, and, and search there. Uh, you'll find it. But they're they're cataloged for a reason, so you can go back and, and listen to them on our thoughts if we've already talked about something. So highly recommend. Uh, on that note, I guess it's time for us to get out of here. Thank you, everyone, for all of the Super Chats. We appreciate all of y'all, whether you watch, listen live, or do it after the fact. Be sure to leave a comment on YouTube, like, and subscribe to the video as well. That helps us out a ton. Or if you just listen to the podcast the next day, we appreciate that as well. We are out of here for the day. Abs play again tomorrow night. We will be live post-game after that. And then who knows? Maybe we'll yeah, have something interesting um, for Free Skate Friday. Gonna be gonna be kind of an interesting weekend. Uh, Evan is out of town, yep. so I'm I will be at the arena for both games. Yep. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll I'm not sure. I'm not sure what post game pods look like. You'll get you'll get Rudo and Blaze probably at the very least. Yeah. So. P.S. Yes, uh, be keeping an eye on it. Alex Newhook having an, another Alex Newhook game as yep. his college career hopefully nears its finish. Yep. You got to think that dude uh, very, very done very, very soon, depending on how deep they go in the tournaments. But in any case, thank you again. We will catch all of y'all tomorrow. <laughs>